Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. the intro rolling how are we live oh my god there's it's a freaking delay. a second delay oh my god oh my goodness someone get grandpa <laughs> a newspaper it's the worst guys <laughs> always think i'm so serious <laughs> <laughs> i never take you seriously unless you put the word seriously I mean, at the end of your emails you, yeah i probably you should seriously take me seriously yeah. i should <laughs> You should probably take this seriously. Yeah. When Drew says, <laughs> when Drew says seriously, it merely he's really saying, "Are you fucking stupid?" That's really what he's saying. That <laughs> no, is. It's exactly seriously. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's seriously. Drew talk. Oh, seriously. Yes, that, stupid. So fucking stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, well, dead poros, nightmare alley guys. Um, so this is his uh, next film after his uh, award-winning. He swept the director and best film for mm-hmm. The Shape of Water. Uh, that, somewhat controversial, I think. You know, I think a lot of people, um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was very good. Um, I thought it deserved definitely best director. I'm on the fence on the best film award. But uh, despite uh, The Shape of Water. 2019? Oh, right, yeah. yeah, I know, man. Yeah, I mean, I love here's, here's the deal. I love Del Toro. Yeah, yeah. I love him. Absolutely. Love him. Anything mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro does, uh, I'm I'm in. Uh, I think the guy's a visionary. Mm-hmm. Um, everything he does is seems to just, it just clicks. Um, That's what you say about um, him all the time. I, I do, I do, do I? <laughs> Damn it. I got to stop that. Your ego is just getting way too big. It's too um, much. I mean, what are, what do you guys, what do you have expectations for I mean, after after Shape of Water, after after everything Guillermo del Toro's done, do you guys have any uh, any thoughts on what like what what to expect from this next film, Nightmare Alley, before we watch the trailer? I mean, like, you talking I'm to expect- us? <laughs> you talking to me? Every, anybody but PJ. That's oh, okay. uh, yes. They can't even see me anyway. Can they hear me? <laughs> you can't. They can't see you. No, no, can Drew, hear you. you you got a button. Drew, Drew, Drew's mad at me for some reason. He's got a button. <laughs> and he just keeps pushing exit, his exit his PJ button. Picture. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm excited for this movie. I haven't watched anything. I've done research and stuff. So, like, first point of view, like, I'm a little bummed. Like, it's not. Um, like a diverse cast like it's pretty like it's a pretty good cast like it's a lot of great actors don't get me wrong but i do wish that there was like a little bit of diversity in there not because like it has to be diverse but just because like casting wise like you know if you found someone who happened to be a person of color or whatnot (laughs) like that worked for a role i mean Mm -hmm. that's my only thought but like it's a film noir so i'm excited it's classic film he's back hi bj sorry oh am i back yeah you're back hi 
You're back. <laughs> Hello. So you're saying there's too many white people in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I, I, I guess that's excellent though uh, they I, are. Yeah, yes. excellent they are. But it's but it's directed by a non-white person, so and True. written by a non-white person. Mm-hmm. So um, there there you have it. Uh, any I mean any other thoughts before we watch this trailer? I'm I'm excited to see this. Um, I'm expecting I, he always dark. Just th- yeah, yes. like it's his nightmare. Right. At least so I'm like horror film, and then I'm like, would you that do that to me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you would and then i feel like you, you definitely would so i'm definitely expecting some sort of horror or jump scare element of this i don't know maybe there's I'm no totally uh, no supernatural in this it's based on a 1946 novel there's oh. no supernatural nothing okay that makes me feel better that makes me feel better dicaprio so was supposed to star in this did you know that i did know that bradley <laughs> cooper stepped in mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i didn't know uh i mean it's de Toro. i i'd be hard pressed to say there's not an some inkling of something that's mm-hmm. odd supernaturally you know even if it's based in more reality but i mean who knows um, no, it's, they say it's his first time he's done a film that does there's no supernaturalness in it which should be really interesting is that a word? That's supernaturalness definitely not a word Supernaturability. there you go yeah. that's a mm. it just it's screams really of supernaturalness yeah wow, right? that's soon that's yeah, yeah, that looked really gorgeous. Good. That's a that's a class in filming. That's a master class in filming. That looks My God, beautiful. Yeah. Whoa, the costumes are so gorgeous. I love so how Ron, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman is he in every Guillermo del Toro film in some I think, fashion? Uh, I think so. If he's not, if sure. he's not playing Hellboy. He's uh, <laughs> he's guest starring in the, <laughs> in a role. I feel it, like it, Hellboy it, should just be in this for a split second. Yeah, <laughs> just like, a cameo. Yeah. Yeah, is it man or beast? And it opens up and it's Hellboy, Ron Perlman. It's Hellboy. Like, I'm oh, here. You know, as far as the trailer goes, it definitely intrigued me to go watch it. There was no, there was no, oh my God moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it, definitely an adult film where you're going to sit down and have a glass of wine and go, okay, let's get into a good movie. Like I, it, it felt that way. It, like, a, like a good film noir novel. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I is definitely I mean, it's going to do well. I don't know if it's going to appeal to a lot of people, though. It's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, his fans. Like, I, I wonder if just somebody seeing that straight, not knowing who he is, or that would they be intrigued to see that? I mean, God, it yeah. looked good. Jesus, it looked gorgeous. I think it's crazy. Anything... I mean, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Steph. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, if anything, like I think the cast would be like a draw-in. Like everybody loves Bradley Cooper, or, like Rooney Mara, like Kate Blanchett, like Willem Dafoe, like anybody who's like a big fan of those actors as well i think it's gonna be like oh yeah i want to see this um but i think you're right yeah. like as far as like trailer like movie wise like i'm not sure if that's gonna pull people in initially the, the premise is good though stan carlisle an ambitious carney with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with dr lilith ritter a psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is so like okay so i'm assuming the the doctor is named kate blanchett because what casting um and also is he is he then like a magician or a faith healer or because he's manipulating he's a, he's a grifter i think he's a grifter like a Dude, carny grifter yeah yeah i don't know i mean there's like shots of him like wearing like a bandana with an eye on it right. and like he's doing like some i i mean who knows it could be him manipulating other people by pretending to have 
abilities that he doesn't have. Hmm. Well, um, that's what I'm, I'm thinking, like, maybe it's, like, it's almost like one of those faith healers. And I'm not, like, trying to come for anybody. I believe that's just what they're called. And I'm actually using that from, like, a play here in Ireland called Faith Healer. Um, but I think, like, that's probably what it looks like. It looks like he's trying to channel some sort of spiritual element or he's a magician because there was, like... Stuff where he's almost like it looks like he was in a box at one point, and then he was looking at a lock. And I'm like, oh, maybe he's a magician. Maybe he's like trying to plan an escape act or something. I don't know. Mm. That's great. Yeah, I, you know, it's always one of those. It's uh, it's one of those films. Like I, I agree with PJ. It's sort of like I, I'm not a big noir guy. Like if you know, I mean, you look back, you know, the Maltese Falcon, or what was that? Usual um, Suspects. That was a, that was film noir. That was a good movie. Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, Chinatown. Yeah, Chinatown is, was really good. But I, again, I, Chinatown's not like one of those films I revisit a lot. You know, it's not a it's not a movie that I go back to often, even though it's very good. Um, yeah, the film noir isn't something that I I enjoy when I'm watching it in the moment. But I don't I don't find I don't I don't think there's a, a film noir film in my top twenty. You know, as as far mm-hmm. as like films that I would choose, so yeah, okay. it's it's an interesting choice from a guy who's done movies like Blade Two, Pacific mm-hmm. Rim, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, you know, it this definitely feels like a uh, like a, feels closer to Shape of Water than it does to some of his other films. So I think that's that's interesting. It seems like he wants to get more into that sort of real life underbelly world you know like of mm-hmm. like the working man and like these period pieces um mm. that are very it's, it's interesting film noir is kind of a i don't want to say a dead genre but it's definitely something that they don't do as much as they used to Mm-mm. they used to no, do was... a lot and all the top ones are from forever ago yeah i was looking up like modern noir films and like drive nightcrawler um memento seven like those are ones that <laughs> come up mm-hmm. but it is like this to me yeah. feels Go like on. the very classic like 1940s like yeah. noir um yeah yeah it's kind of like black and white <laughs> like yeah, well. matthew like, snyder mentioned yeah. la confidential again la confidential is a great film mm-hmm. so is kiss mm-hmm. kiss bang bang that chris <laughs> mitchell mentioned again yeah. those are great films i just i they do, they they're not something that i i go back to often and watch um I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is about film noir. Like the, mm-hmm. once this, once the twist hits, once I understand the, once the film resolves, like I'm, I'm in it for that moment and mm-hmm. and that mystery and that that you know. But once it sort of resolves itself, I'm sort of like, okay, I saw that story, um, the twist hit or the, the mystery is solved, and I, I don't know if I need to go back to it. Um, that's just kind of my my vibe on it but mm-hmm. but here's the thing i will say guillermo de toro has is masterful and i will say masterful at storytelling and pacing mm-hmm. so and he's made any every type of genre film and he somehow made it just this in a way that feels almost like an action movie even though it's not an action movie like shape of water it's pacing is just so smart that it almost feels like you're in it, these action set pieces that are there uh, to kind of keep you going, even though the movie's not about that, you know, about those set pieces. It's more about these two characters falling in love. So mm-hmm. uh, he's very good at like tying in different elements of other films into these other genres, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. Which he's really good at. They shot the bat, the last half of it first, 
because of schedules and then they got shut down for covid and then they they had to come back and they they had a really strict covid protocol um but they shot the end first it's interesting there's always interesting with films and stuff because obviously like as an as an actor like coming from a theater background and everything you know that's that's all you ever did was like in order like you know chronologically like everything that happens from the start to the end of the play like you're doing it that way it was like being on a film you could do like the death scene and then the meat scene in the same day but reverse and it just it blows my mind sometimes that that's just how films are made it's just about what's available at that time who's available at, at that time and um what's the weather like you know all this kind of stuff that kind of comes into filmmaking that just always fascinates me that's just filmmaking in general this film looks fantastic though um i was totally expecting some sort of horror um and like you said some sort of like supernatural element or something because of guillermo del toro's kind of reputation um this is intriguing this is not at all what i was expecting when you sent the trailer like when you know, when you're yeah. like, this is Nightmare Alley. Yeah. And I was like, no, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> um, so this is really interesting. I'm like, oh, you mean Nightmare in like the ooh, tricksy kind of thriller style way with like a love triangle. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I would agree with Stephanie's I... earlier point, though. I think like there could be some more diversity in this cast. I don't know if that's them trying to stick to something around the 1940s, if there's just a book or whatever it is. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but... Um, there was an original well there's another film of this book in 1947 mm-hmm. which is super fascinating which i did um see the trailer of trailer of um but yeah <laughs> it's not really a trailer it's 1947 it's just clips with some music um yeah I, this was definitely very unexpected surprising but unexpected uh yeah interesting i i, would I, say I wonder though i i I do think it's going to be more creepy than you than it lets on. I mean, there's just some crazy shots, and like if you go mm-hmm. still by still in this trailer, like there's a shot of like William Defoe with and in the there's like a jar on the screen, and inside that jar is like a baby okay. with like a third eye. What? Um, like literally, it's like a mm-hmm. like a tiny baby with like a third eye, like a giant third eye on, on his uh, head. There's yeah. a shot where like bradley cooper's walking into a tunnel and there's like a giant eyeball mm-hmm. uh like a, at the end of the tunnel like it's not it's obviously like a like a painting or a mural eyeball but i mean there's just like this and there's like a devil's face that rises like that opens into a, like an entryway i mean mm-hmm. it just the, the you're art looking design. hard for that supernatural aren't you well it's not necessarily <laughs> supernatural but like it's he's it's Guillermo de Toro. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy just has a sense for, I, I don't know, like another way of looking at things, right? Like, I mean, if you go back way back to Pan's Labyrinth, like you what he did him. with like you want to date him, <laughs> I think you love him. You want to date him? I yeah, that. he is. He's yeah. got a beard like me. We would be beard brothers. Beard brothers. We'd be bears. <laughs> We'd be bears. We would. <laughs> Yeah. And then the tarot cards <laughs> flying in the title screen. Mm-hmm. I, because mm. I know the whole book is based too, like it's on like carnies and like the darker side of like this carnival kind of life. So like to me, this kind of excites me because like, um, like I'm a big American Horror Story fan. So like this reminds me a lot of like when they did season four and it was the carnival. And so like there are different aspects 
too, I think, especially at that time. Like, it was pretty dark, I feel like. <laughs> and you had, like, freak shows and, like, all these, like, terrible things. Mm. But at the same time, like, people were just drawn to seeing something different. I hate to say that, but no, yeah. <laughs> but that's what they were doing Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so I think like even like looking at the poster like like what you talked about with like the devil door opening up um like there's like a poster and it talks about like sins and like it has like like all the different sins on one side and then it's like black and white and like there's like the devil there so to me like I feel like this trailer definitely like they're hiding some facts from us (laughs) like as far as like Mm. what they put into this movie because to me like they're talking about man or beast and I'm watching the trailer and I'm like, well, he doesn't really seem like a bad guy in this trailer. So are you talking about him? Are you just talking about in general, like man or like, you know, like beast and like just how like people are. And I mean, there's gotta be maybe some Mm -hmm. crime too, or like maybe there's some Mm -hmm. murders. Like, I I don't know, but I feel like there's definitely something more like you see a house like a very old wooden house in the distance, like towards the very end of the trailer on fire before you see him in the room with the like mm. fire, like all over nice and cozy. Um, Just show. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, no. I, I feel like they definitely left a lot out. Like I was initially going in, like I was very excited because I knew it was a film noir mm-hmm. watching the trailer. I was like, it looks really pretty, but <laughs> I don't know if the trailer really, I think gave that me the, all that I was looking for. I like, feel like that's a good thing, though. Like, the trailer is just enough. Like, it's just yeah. enough to get you intrigued to go and see it. And I'm yeah. sure there's going to be a lot more mm-hmm. revealed. It totally does, like, bang real strongly of American Horror Story. You're so right now that you said that about Carnival. <laughs> the Carnival season totally does. There's totally also, yeah. like, a weird... Maybe it's just me. But there's almost, like, a Bioshock vibe to this. Um because maybe mm. it's like the sounds or something like that and it's the dark and the bright colors the vibrant colors and stuff and mm-hmm. i was just like oh mm-hmm. this is a bit like funky that's interesting mm. yeah just kind of got like especially with the carnival music and stuff right because when you're going downstairs yeah. it's all these like 1940s like jazz and mm-hmm. a lot of brass and i'm like oh this is interesting um yeah that's something that i took from it um, rather than the horror story but that is american horror story is bang on yeah yeah another thought i just had too like um like going back to like the room with the eyes or like him like wearing the black blindfold with the gold eye logo on it um or emblem um i feel like too like maybe there's also like a secret cult within the carnival like it's like almost like a little like small like secret elite society or some kind of society like a carny cult like i feel like there might be something i know (laughs) i want to be in a carny cult you are it reminded me of Sherlock Holmes a little bit, um, the first one with uh, Robert Downey Jr. And just oh, kind of yeah. like their society that they had. Like, it almost reminds me of something kind of like that. So it's probably not that, but... Yeah. I feel like if you're in a carny cult, you know weird shit's going down. Like, Totally. Why? If there's a carny cult and you want to be a part of that, I don't know. <laughs> if it just turns out to be like a book club or something, you'd be so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh my god i joined this carny cult and you all join like show up and it's just like today we read (laughs) and you're like oh yeah thanks ejp for the soup (laughs) sorry didn't carnivals turn into there was two elements to them one they became either a place where you got ripped off like they'd have back alley poker games that you get ripped off or 
uh, prostitutes that would you they would they, you know the the guys would take your money. It's like it just became really seedy places where if you went there, you got you were in, you were gonna get ripped off. Those are just all the carnivals you went to, I mean, DJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what you what carnivals are you going to? No, the, no back in, the, in that in that traveling carny that would go through the mid the middle mm. of the country, the Midwest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We they would were... go to the carnivals, and it would be like elephants and the, the trapeze, and that's more know, of a the... circus. That's more like that. I'm talking what's about the difference? Car... So they basically had these carnivals, and they would they would load up a bunch of trucks, and uh, and they would go and they would have fortune tellers and freak shows, and and you try to play games, and the, the circus element. It wasn't really a big circus element. They had a animals that you would go into a room and see type stuff but they got really seedy and really you know the traveling prostitutes and a poker game and they always went up to bible belt uh they yeah. were they started yeah. though they used to be christian festivals long 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 time mm -hmm. i don't know i'm Cri fascinated christian festivals carnivals. yeah they were christian festivals that's how they started how did you get from Christian festivals to no, but that's what? that's that's the origin of carnivals. They started that's as crazy. Uh, they had a they had this like uh, Christian origin, celebrating uh, religion. But they were not they were not religious by the end, man. They were that was <laughs> they were devil and hell. Yeah, I guess I, I was I'm having a hard time separating carnival from like circus, like because mm. in my mind they're kind of the same thing. I don't know why, but. I guess there, there's there's a difference between a carnival mm. and a circus. I think yes. because the the circus to well I don't know about American circuses, but when you get a circus here, it's like one large tent. You go in and you get a display of acts. Where a carnival mm -hmm. was right. multiple stands, like almost like a fair in America. So you would go yeah. to like your food stand, and then you'd go to like the Lion Man, and then you could go like you could walk freely around these exhibits almost. Um, and go mm. see the event. So there's like, you know, Faithy there at 4 p.m. And then it's followed by like the bearded lady at 6, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So you kind and of follow in with that rather than the circus is so, one hot ticket to everything. So what, what, is, a, what is a fair? Like how does a fair separate itself from a carnival or a circus? Hmm. Well, so I think fairs. nowadays a fair would be including Carn things to like, like purchase, like also. merch, um, games actual rides amusement park things that's just a traveling fair mm. right but that's what a carnival was in the beginning yeah. it had a ride it sold toys yeah, and candies. It, had, like, it, all kind of stuff. it had little entertainment shows uh yeah. it covered a large outdoor area where the circus is more about jugglers and acrobats and clowns and stuntmen and you know getting under a tent and that that was the difference that was the difference i feel like i want merged I yeah, I feel like ways. I I think they could get rid of the fair and just go back to carnivals. They seem more cool. I like do. as a, a, I would more likely want to go to the seedy, weird carnival than the fairs that exist today with the funnel cakes and the. I know I'm I, I know games. I'm aging myself again, but I actually remember as a small child, going to one of those carnivals that had the freak show and you had to go in and and to see the bearded lady and that. And I remember being scared shitless as a child. <laughs> no, don't make me go see the bearded lady. Yes. Anything no, but that. That would have been, that would have been in the 60s. facial hair. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
She's beautiful. <laughs> or, how how the turntables. <laughs> what are what are the other like the the man who can like lift like the the like the strongest strong man, man in the world, the strong man. strongest man alive, bearded yeah. lady, right, yeah. dog face boy. Uh, Just anybody so really with any sort of yeah. Well, in, I, I wonder. I, in, whatever that's supposed to be. Is, is there a tie-in here to Shape of Water? Because doesn't Shape of Water starts out as like a in a, in a carnival, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't doesn't the, the I think he was in we, like a like a um, not an act, but like a part of some carnival. I think I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, is this a prequel? Never seen it. Huh? Or, or does this live in the, the same world? <laughs> yeah, Maybe. he's the beast. It's just man or beast. It's the fish thing that has sex <laughs> with things with people. Thing. Oh yeah. wow! It's the fish guy. Maybe I should see that movie. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you never seen Shape of Water? Mm-mm. I never saw. Oh, that. spoiler. Spoiler! It's fish porn. Fish he doesn't me- turn back. Fish. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it gets a little. <laughs> there's a. It's. It's actually. Work? A very... I mean, there's a lot of bacteria. <laughs> well, oh, God. Well, it's actually a cool and, scene, and they're underwater, and, and the room together. fills up. Yeah, when man and fish get together, love happens. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. We're gonna start talking about I Little Mermaid see it again. Narrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking Five, of six, Disney five. films, uh, Guillermo del Toro's next film is Pinocchio. Um, oh, that will right. be interesting. Because cool. so Pinocchio yeah. can get creepy. Pinocchio, <laughs> Pinocchio can, can get, get really dude. That creepy. shit in the don- when they start turning into donkeys, that shit oh, freaked yeah. me out as a kid. Yeah. Like I was legit like terrified. Fun. Are the guys that take mm. advantage of them, and I was just like, "That's that that movie can get dark real fast." Yeah, yeah. you're right. There is also really carnival. Good. I wonder if Guillermo del Toro is on like some carnival binge, where he's like, "Everything I do has to have a carnival in it." Or else. Did, did you ever watch Maybe. Carnival, the TV series? No, I loved that. I loved that. I loved it. Loved it. Just ended though. You just like the bearded lady. <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not into women with facial hair. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not your thing. Man. That's not your thing. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you had to find out this way, Drew. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's never gonna happen, buddy. All, all, all that time courting PJ, and yes. this is how I figured they figured things out. I saw that. Did you see that YouTube clip where the guy is like pranking on his his girlfriend? He's like, "Ah, oh, your it's your hair looks so nice today. It's so the light is catching it. It looks actually looks pretty." And he goes, "Can I touch it?" And she's like, oh, sure, thanks. And then he goes and touches her mustache. <laughs> I see that. She got mad. She got a little mad. She got a little mad. Oh, my God. This is, like, totally unrelated. We're dreading it. My boyfriend for... uh, at the time was like, have you ever had your boobies weighed? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he came around and was like, Way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna marry you." That's funny. <laughs> He's gonna kill me for telling oh that story. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm gonna go do that. I'll be back in a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let us know how that goes. Let us know how that goes. <laughs> Catch her in a good mood, because if not, you're gonna lose some yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah, and those, those are usually off limits for me. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Not touching. Do you guys? Do you guys have a favorite uh, Guillermo uh, de Toro film? 
Is there one out there that you Pan like? Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth has to be mine. I love that uh, movie. Do I? I don't know. I know Pacific Rim, though. Come on. That was a pretty good movie. Pacific Rim's awesome. I yeah. love that movie. I've never seen that movie. The second one sucked ass, though. What? The second one was You've awful. never seen Pacific Rim? Baby? No. Okay. Isn't it Rihanna in life? Am I wrong? No. Rihanna. No, you that's, sure you're thinking of Battleship. Oh, yeah, yeah. maybe I am. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Battleship <sighs> sucked. Battle, yeah, that's a turd. Um, um, uh, yeah, I'm actually not like a massive <clears throat> fan. Really? Mm. I, I'm surprised. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm intrigued by him, and I, I like his kind of, like, approach to stuff. Am I in love with any one of his movies? No. Are any of his movies on my top ten? No. Um, Pan's Labyrinth probably just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> when I was younger, yeah. and I was like, hmm, this is fucked up. <laughs> Don't think I want to watch this anymore. Um, and Hellboy, I was just, uh, I, I just couldn't. The only thing good about that film was Ron Perlman. What? Yeah. Hellboy's great. I love Hellboy. I I'm love so Hellboy. Sorry, yeah, both. I like, like both this. Hellboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Hellboys too. Blade Two, man, mimic. Was really, good. Blade yeah. Two is not. Listen, do do not compare Blade Two with the other Blade films. Blade Two is a separate film of its own, and it is great. It really? is awesome. I, I, maybe yes. I just never watched the I second one. I'm like, because I the first one, I was like, Ugh, yeah, maybe I'll give that. Blade Two is a great. Great film. I'll give you Great this. Superhero. Apparently, he directed the video game PT, the playable trailer that was going to be Silent Hill. That, that is fucking incredible. D- that, that's my favorite work. Right. Crimson Peak. Did I watch that? So good. That trailer was like the best, and then it disappeared, and you can't get it anymore. And consoles with a downloaded sold for like three thousand dollars. It's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there's also awesome. if if if. If you're going back and if you want a good, like, underrated kind of monster flick, horror flick, um, he did a, a movie called Mimic. He directed a film called Mimic. I think that it had Maria, Maria Sorvino. I love Mimic. No, that, really? that movie was awful. No. <sighs> no way. It's great. You were, you were young. You didn't know any better back then. I did. That's... I was young and I knew probably more than I know now. There's a movie you wouldn't think about watching it, and I thought this was the movie you're going to talk about. I think it was a Swedish film or something. It's called Trolls or Troll Hunter or or, or something. These people actually go into the woods and get attacked by a real troll. Have you seen this? Gotta, uh, you might be find. confusing. He did a cartoon called Troll Hunters for no, Netflix. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought it was the same movie, but that's a cartoon. But there was this yeah. this uh, foreign language film about trolls that was unbelievably good. Yeah, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's Del Toro. I think that's somebody. Someone else. in the thing. Is it trolls or giants or both? Giant trolls. Uh, Troll Hunter. Yeah, it's called Troll Hunter. It's a Norwegian film. Huh. Twenty ten dark fantasy film, but it's a it's a found footage mockumentary with, and the found oh. footage is about a troll. It's really good. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I might have been I'm high, not a big but it was found good. footage film guy. I think I think uh, it what. Uh, what was that film? Uh, like Blair, Blair, Blair Witch, sort of. Yeah. 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 After that, it sort of jumped the shark. Like yeah. 
I couldn't watch it. I got too nauseous, and then I was like, "This is terrible." Yeah, like Cloverfield was okay in the found footage sort of thing. Mm. It was sort of, but like, try this, try this troll. I I agree with you. Like, if it's a found footage movie, I'll be like, "Eh." "Yeah," because of the exact same reasons you guys are saying it. But this one was interesting. I was very enthralled. I'd like to know what you think about it. We've um, lost Drew's footage. uh, Your cam. But it should come back any second if your internet kicks okay. up just due to quality internet issues. Internet in quality issues. Yeah, it's as soon as internet. he mentioned Blair Witch, it just went off like, oh, oh god. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yep. That's Blair so Witch got me. Oh my god, you're back! <laughs> no. ah. That's terrifying. Ah. That was very on point. Yeah. You shouldn't come back right, like, right next to the camera and be like... Uh. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, got, I got work to do. What do we got to do here? Any questions? Got any questions, I, I got any questions from the that. audience? Got any oh. questions from the audience? Oh yeah. Yeah, chat. What do we I'm got? Yeah, any questions? Anything to say on this particular trailer? Because we're talk, we're discussing Norwegian troll films, so we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here, guys. <laughs> I was actually going to compare one more thing from um, The Great Gatsby. How um, blanking on the name is like Doctor Something, and the eyes were always watching. There's um, the baby with the uh, third eye, or there's like they also have like a Cyclops boy who's like the all-seeing in this movie. Like, so it definitely is a freak show because I went through, and there's definitely moments. But like going back to the tunnel with all like the eyes all over brought me back to The Great Gatsby, and like. Mm you know like something's always watching type of a thing or like yeah so that was actually a pretty good film didn't that was with leonardo DiCaprio, leonardo dicaprio right mm-hmm. yep. yeah it was, Carrie Mulligan. It was. Yeah. and he yeah, was supposed to be in this so yeah. that would have been an interesting yeah. time the mes mesmertist Me- mesmerist <laughs> Wayne corrected me there on what he is. He's a, Matthew a, always has mes- the answer. Mesmerist. He always has the answer. Wayne always has the answer. He's a genius. What can you say? Oh. <laughs> All right. What are you guys going to do for the rest of the day? What's on your agenda? Work, 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 work. Uh, cry, wallow in self-loathing. <laughs> what are you working on, um, on Steph? Oh, Steph, oh, I have know. to send you the script for the for another video that we got to do. Oh, no worries. Oh, that might have played Seeing behind the scenes stuff. All the scripts. All the stuff. Videos. You get a sneak peek into what Red Pair is actually like behind the scenes. We're still live. Don't don't announce anything crazy. Don't announce We're filming today. I'll, I'll go, want to go on a tour. Oh, my God. Oh. You ought to see all the equipment in the back of the studio. There is so much equipment in the back of the studio, you can actually not go out the back door. So if I anybody wants yesterday. to shoot a movie, I got some equipment. Nice. <laughs> I literally yeah. have trucks. You just want to shoot a movie. Uh, I got the, I got it all. I got yeah. I got I had twelve by twelve silks now. With their own high boys. Twelve by twelves. Ooh, wow. Nice. I got great big I got, I got enough. No. I got four big two Ks. You could put two four of those up behind a big twelve by twelve. I don't look nice. Like it's that. gonna look real nice. It's gonna be real, real nice. It's gonna it's look as nice porn. as this beautiful film, Nightmare Alley by Guillermo del Toro, no, coming out in December no, 2021. No no, 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 no. I don't know who this is in the chat, but they're asking if we've seen the movie Lost Boys. I love Lost Boys. Hell yeah, love that Lost movie. Boys, amazing. That's being remade. I, I heard. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just gonna say that. It's I based on a true story. It is. Uh, it's a, you know, the Santa Cruz story, the vampire capital of the world, 
where those yeah. four I mean, or five bodies got found with puncture marks and completely blood drained from their body in Santa Cruz. Yeah, because yeah. vampires are real. What? Yeah, that tr- actually True happened. Story. Yeah. Vampires then, are real. Why pe- did you say that the- with a tone of sarcasm? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen Twilight, the greatest yeah. vampire movie of all time? Now That's that, that is heavy sarcasm if you cannot tell. I never invite people into my house because they could be vampires. Mm. You never see me do that. Never. Yeah. Never say, "Hey, come on into my house." Good show. I never do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. It's good. It's good. Feel sorry. I just, I just open the door, turn around, and walk away. And if they don't come in, they don't come in. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come in. You say you're a vampire, and then you shut the door in their face and never invite them back. And they're like, and, unless they're like, but I have wine, and then you're like, okay, you can come. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. come. But I still don't it's invite blood. them in. Though. <laughs> well, that's great. We'll drink it in the kitchen. Yeah. You hesitate? You hesitate? You can't walk across yeah. the threshold, don't you? Fucking vampire. You suck my blood. Okay, well, we now know PJ's hang This, up this went into, vampires. like, from a carnival film to vampire movies. Oh, uh, God. So. Got another heat advisory. This has been great. I think you should go watch Blade Come 2 on. again and yes. reevaluate your uh, love for vampire movies because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love vampires. I love vampire then, movies. I love vampires. Good. You I just won't write in my they house. They love so. you. <laughs> they do. It's my it's my favorite of the of the the romantic horror characters. And we've had this discussion before. You know, you've got Frankenstein, and you've got Dracula, and you've got the Mummy, mm-hmm. and they all have these really awesome backstories. Uh, and that I think that's why you see no really good horror characters of late that has that staying power because they just those stories underneath them is mm-hmm. so good. It's just so well done. Yeah. I would love to someone to make up another, like come up with another iconic character, like a vampire or a Frankenstein or a, a mummy or a, what's the other mm. one? Fishman. That'd be cool. The, the, the swamp creature. It's creature. Like that, just that. Yeah. Yeah. What? A oh, werewolf. Thank you, Sky. Oh, oh, werewolf. Yes, the lichens. Nice. Yeah, Bram Stoker's mm-hmm. 92. Is nice shout, Sky. Yeah. <laughs> This guy's sleeping on the couch next to me. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Well, I guess that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on um, Trailer Talk today. Talk about Nightmare um, Alley. What, were we on? what are we doing? Get what what show back. is this? We're still live. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for, for, for joining us. We will be back next week with some more Trailer Talk, talking trash. I mean, Trailer Talk, talking stuff. And you're just... Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.